My name is Marquis Devereaux, and I am your host at Verbal Assault Livestream. Um, we are going through the summer solstice, so I thought I would be a little bit more cool and wear sunglasses today. Since the sun is brighter, um, some of you know that I am uh, recovering from a mild eye injury. So uh, why not look fashionable and, and fierce at the same time as I'm getting feisty with some of our panelists. We are a political talk show. We hit from left, right, and center, and some of us actually get hit in the eye in the process. But with that being said, um, I am your host, Marquis Devereaux. I am an independent left-leaning um, host. And my co-host is Samuel Cochera, who is an independent right-leaning host. I'd also like to introduce some of our panelists. I have uh, Miss Cherokee Black, who is an editor. She is also an author and a uh, social media personality. Hello, Cherokee. Hi. And then I have um, also on the left, Mr. Kirk Adair. Mr. Kirk Adair it comes with so many facts when he is uh, doing his research that he dominates the conversation. And Mr. Kirk Adair, I'm happy to have you today. How are you, sir? Fine, delighted to be here. Excellent, excellent. I also have a uh, the the personality, the actor, the parent, and the man from South Carolina. He's got more to talk about than biscuits today. Hello, Mr. Brian. How are you doing, Brian uh, Parker? I'm good, but North North Carolina. There's a big difference, and okay, we all have sunglasses okay. on now for solidarity. Okay, great. And that's called having a senior moment. So I thank you for that. <laughs> and then I have um, Miss Mirka Encarnacion. Mirka, I describe as an Afro-Caribbean activist. Today, she is wearing natural hair, a la Angela Davis. And, and I'm expecting you to put a fist in the air and say Black Power. But you're from Santo Domingo, so you might say Dominican Power. How are you, Mirka? I'm doing great. Thank you. I love it. And then I have lastly joining us on the panel today, Mr. Nick Morganelli. Um, Nick Morganelli is someone that I went to high school with. He is a gentleman who is a member of his city council in Westfield, Massachusetts. In addition to that, he is also a reporter for the Archdiocese of Western Massachusetts. Nick Morganelli, glad to have you. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, sir. Um, so as we go into our subject matter, we love wearing sunglasses because that means we can't see a damn thing. But anyway, uh, today's subject, <laughs> um, COVID on the rise. We have cases increasing in Florida. Texas and Arizona. Now for our audience, I'd like you to know that most of us are in New York, except for Nick Morganelli, who's in Massachusetts, and Samuel Cachera, who is in Connecticut. So we sort of have this New England Northeast thing covered right now. Um, why are cases rising in Florida, Texas, and Arizona, which are all right-wing states? Samuel Cachera. 
you're not going to agree with me. You're going to tell me that uh, President Trump has no responsibility. We do not have a coordinated effort. Why don't you agree with me? Uh, do me a favor and pass this question to someone else. Just for okay. Well, um, I, I thought I was, I, I thought I was directing this to my co-host and not Mr. Kirk Adair, who often asks me to repeat the question because I'm all over the place. But I'm not all over the place today. Um, Florida, Texas, Arizona. Cases are rising. Cases are decreasing in blue states that were still on a lockdown. Cherokee Black, do you have any thought process on this? Um, I believe that those states are... Of course, they're, um, they're Trump followers, and Trump doesn't follow the protocol, so they're, they're following their leader. No. Uh, you know, I mean, you ready, Sam? Um, they're yeah. I think they're following their leader. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, saying, you're saying that the Democratic states where the COVID is on the rise, you're saying that... Uh, you're wondering why and, 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 and why. I think in the Democratic states, it's not on the rise. It's not on the rise. It's in Florida and Texas and Arizona. Those aren't Democratic states. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, but so they're high in the elderly. So listen, like the, the report came out recently, actually, that, that there's a rise in about 20 states, whereas there's, there's a slow decrease or whatever, decline in about 30 states. Most of the states that are actually on the rise happen to be the Democratic states. That's the not true. The few states that you have picked out, Marquis, the few states that you actually picked out, okay, all right, it's a Republican state. Is, is it okay, Samuel? It's okay that you picked them out. Is it okay mm -hmm. that it's on the rise? It's never okay because there's a rise in, in cases. Yeah? Okay, but sir, but sir. Another, another thing about the rise in cases that we all should be aware of is that due to the fact that there's more testing, that is the only way to know that there is a rise. Samuel, let me oh, correct man. myself because you seem to have a problem with the question. So let me restate the facts. I was just in a conversation with an elderly lesbian from St. Petersburg, Florida, who happens to be African-American in a red state. So I don't think she really is interested in, um, in appeasing the red state facts. And she says there are no emergency beds available. At one time, they were at 40% uh, capacity. Now they were at 100%. Okay. 100%. We are not at 100% in New York State, the blue state Definitely that not. I live in. So right. the blue state seems to be doing something correct and the red state <laughs> seems to be having a problem. Now the governor of the red state is known to be a, a, a mini me for the president. Fine. There's a health issue, there's a health crisis. There's okay. a health crisis and we, we can't say that people are being tested more because people are being hospitalized, which means that they're, they're, they're having a serious one crisis. Has nothing to, one has nothing to do with the other. So, what what has nothing to do with what? Hospitalizations said, have nothing to do with what, sir? With your testing. You said there's, there's, you said there's not so much testing. In so many words, you just said there's not so much testing because there are more cases. I'm saying you know that there's more cases because there's more testing. If no one is tested, you would know. People can walk around asymptomatic. 
But that wouldn't have anything to do with hospitalizations. Okay, now hospitalizations, all of that. I don't know how or why Marquis finds it necessary to, to attribute that to, to the president, Donald Trump, <laughs> when it's, it's, it's Mr. Mini-Me, as Marquis put it, it's his responsibility. Sir, let me, let me re-clarify the fact that in my lifetime, and being 53 years old, I, as the host of this show, have never been told that I'm not allowed to leave my house. I have never been told that I can't patronize a business. Freedom uh, is, is supposed to be a, a Republican right. Patronizing businesses is very pro-Republican. Um, Donald Trump is to be a Republican president who is clearly showing that he is leaving it in the hands of the states. When the states are having an increase at a time when other states are having a decrease, it means that there needs to be some type of coordinated effort. Nick Morganelli, would you agree with me or disagree? <clears throat> well, I, um, one, one thing I want to uh, reply to on what you said, Marcus, you said uh, the patronizing businesses is pro-Republican. Patronizing businesses is pro-American. It's something that as Americans, we should do. We should go to the local restaurant, go shop small business instead of, um, you know, patronizing, uh, you know, something else, uh, maybe a, a bigger entity like a, like a Walmart or something like that. Um, you said that Trump is, is leaving it up to the states. Well, if I'm correct, the left said that the president, um, they, they criticized the president for potentially wanting to, um, run everything himself and do it his way. So right. the president formed a task force. He shut down the country in an appropriate manner as far as flights coming in. And then on the, on the advice of the medical professionals like Dr. Bricks and Dr. Fauci oh. um, and others on the task force, yeah, they, 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 shut down, they shut down the country. And, and they left it up to governors to, to run each state. And they, actually, there was their recommendation to shut down. They didn't do it. They left it up to the states. The governors followed suit. Some did more than others. The governor of Florida was criticized for letting beaches stay open, et cetera, et cetera. But I hear, I haven't seen the, the numbers, but I, I found out that his um, death rate in the nursing homes was the lowest of any state because he did he put a lot of protections in place for those vulnerable in the population those with compromised immune systems or the seniors people over 75 die from this virus uh, most often that's where the most of the deaths are from this thing so I think the president um, did what he was supposed to do he led by saying look here are the recommendations. Here's what the team came up with. Governors, do what you have to do. And when a governor wasn't opening up the state after the curve was flattened, like in Massachusetts where I lived, I'll tell you, I, I was really ticked off. And after three or four weeks and then the, the, the hospitalization rate and the death rate got flattened, we still stayed closed for two months. Why? Why? But, 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 freedom, I, but, I, but I have you guys. Been, our freedom has been infringed upon at that point. It has been infringed upon, but your freedom is really infringed upon when you're lying in a hospital bed. Kirk Adair, Nick Morganelli mentions the name um, Fauci. Um, and, I, and, and it sounded like you made a comment. 
when you hear Fauci, what do you what do you hear? Oh, I hear Fauci and Brex. I hear two two quacks that are totally responsible for this whole thing, um, and their their recommendations uh, back and forth to the president were absolute rubbish because the minute. Uh, Fauci got a check from Gates suddenly, and his organization got a check from Gates. Suddenly, it was a national disaster, and he and he flip flopped. Fauci is a fraud, a complete fraud. And the other thing is, with regard to, you know, your uh, Florida, Texas, and Arizona one, where are you getting? Who is supplying your facts? Where are you hearing this? What is the source of this? That'd be one. And two, you have to realize that both Florida and Arizona are um, the home of the nearly deads. It's a huge retirement population of people over 75, and probably Southern Texas is as well, because they've been increasing the um, housing development for elderly in Texas as well. Okay, so you're asking where I got the information, and Samuel obviously challenged me on the questioning. Uh, so just on a personal level, so that you all know, I have uh, relatives in the state of Arizona, I have relatives in the state of Texas, and I have relatives in the state of Florida. So if anyone wants to get accurate information, and you don't want to blame it on the media, talk to the people. Um, this administration often, often says the will of the people. Brian Parker, uh, I don't know why um, when we discuss hospital beds are full, why that fact is being challenged. But I'm hearing this from people in all three states. Hospital beds are full. Um, by Mr. Kirk Adair's statement, um, you know, these states have a very high volume of senior citizens. Uh, the people I'm talking to aren't senior citizens. Um, they're taking their own precautions. Uh, we're getting reports of young people dying. Brian Parker, what's, what's your thought on this? You know, it's hard to bring facts to a conversation when people want to deny the facts because it's not politically expedient. Um, it's not an old person's disease. It's easy to quanti quantitatively say that old people are going to be the most vulnerable. Of course they are, but they're not the only ones that are suffering from this. What you need to also understand is, is that it's not just about who gets infected and who dies. We're all potential carriers. You can be asymptomatic, but you can spread it to somebody else that's vulnerable. When did wearing a mask become a representation of what party you were with? When did being safe become um, you're liberal or you're, or you're not? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And we're talking about the red states. They did open up faster because there was pressure from Donald Trump. Everybody wants to placate to Donald Trump. Nobody wants to get a bad tweet from Donald Trump. So the Republican governors did open up their states too soon. As far as uh, what Nick said, the governors had to lead because Trump's CDC would not give enough guidance for them what to do. We needed Trump to lead when it came to making sure that we had enough PPE, enough reagents. He sat there and tried to make it sound like he just had complete 
authority like an authoritarian. And that's what they push back on. You can't nitpick the facts and the situation. Governors are responsible for their states. The president is responsible for leadership. And that was something he refused to do. He sat there and said, okay, I'll close off the flights, but he didn't close them all. He was called racist uh, because he targeted China. He didn't immediately target Europe. Target. I'm sorry, Nuka, you wanted to add something right quick? Go ahead. It wasn't a target. It was coming from China. China was having this issue. I was actually following Chinese news. And right. I was already covering my face before it, it all came down to me, to the United States. Right, but that wasn't was a CDC guideline. Wuhan. Wuhan. And even I was working for a Chinese company. So we were fully aware of what was going on in China. So he closed, he closed the flights coming from China. But go ahead. But, but Chinese people also travel to other parts of the, uh, of the world. So wouldn't it, wouldn't it be reasonable to believe that if they traveled to other parts of the world, that those places could have been compromised just as much as China itself? Yes, and it so was that the was first, We're saying Sorry. about the first, you, One you second, mentioned about the first flight. It was the first flight coming from China that was closed. And Correct. then it triggered but China, down. But Chinese United. people travel to other places than just the United States. We all agree on that, right? So, oh yes, of course. So then, if they if if they, if they left a contaminated area and went to different parts of the world, then all those other places are potentially compromised. Correct? Whether you right, have a confirmation but, or not. But he did it. He did it. But he did it by by he did it step by step. But you, what, well, what's the issue well, here? Well, he was pressured into actually uh, doing uh, England um, when they said, "Well, you're you're doing everybody else." What about England? And he finally added them to it as if they weren't uh, going to be part of this. He went okay, after so China first. My thing is, my thing is, is that if you're going to close it down, close the whole damn thing down. Well, Brian, but he did. It just, okay, maybe this happened three months ago. So where we are now? Where are well, we well, now? well, 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 well. When you talk, well, well, when you talk about three months ago, you have to understand that the decisions that you made three months ago could be the reason of the situation we could be in now. Well, even as an adult, York, decisions that you made last year could affect the, the position that you're in this year. So it's not right. just about the past, it's talking about the past. Three weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, we already came to the, to the conclusion that the numbers were already down, that a lot of the hospitals were not as, as, um, as occupied as we were being told. So that already, came in the, that already came to light. Where? It already also came to light that um, those people who were infected with COVID did not have to stay, did, were not allowed to stay in the hospitals. They were sent home. Who? Okay, Where? to recover. Where so are you talking about? I'm talking I'm gonna about cut in, I'm gonna cut. I'm going to cut in here. For, I'm going to cut in here for a second because this is a back and forth. And right now, somewhere, somehow, there needs to be some level of common understanding. I'd like mm -hmm. to say common sense, but I may insult someone. So, but the, they will never the, 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 be if I may, if I may, Yurka, one moment, please. Um, yes. The president has said that Obama has left the cupboards bare. He has said he was left with nothing. So, in the span of three years, the understanding would be there was an incapability to rebuild. He has also said in another conversation that 
as a business person, he does not feel that people should be standing around idle. So the budget for this department was slashed dramatically. People were essentially furloughed, if you want to use a kind word, but I'm going to say terminated, let go. And there was nothing left, essentially, to combat this as a force. So the discrepancy comes in between the left and right when we have a situation where we're saying that China was dealing with something and Trump has conversations quite frequently with President Xi um, and he has conversations with Putin and he has conversations with the North Korean dictator. So when you're having relationships with these people where you're supposedly uh, able to pick up the phone and ask for what you want, and you have CIA and FBI in various countries getting information, I find it hard to believe a country like the United States was not privy to this crisis well in advance. Now, the situation that we're dealing with here is, <clears throat> Samuel, you've mentioned that there are 20 states that have an increase. I've mentioned two of the most populous states in the union. I've mentioned Texas and Florida. I have mentioned that hospital beds are full. And when you live in a state like New York, New York is the Grand Central. So it's great to have a train that you know comes in late, but anyone who's traveled in the airport, pardon me, my nose is running from the drops. Um, anyone knows <laughs> that when you have a plane or a train that runs late, it affects everything else. So Governor Cuomo of New York has a deep concern that people traveling from Florida or Texas or Arizona are going to come to New York and do an increase here. So the blue state governor did what he needed to do and he was criticized for it. New York is on a decline. From what I understand, New York is entering phase two on uh, today, Monday. And Massachusetts is already in phase two and going to a phase three. What happens if someone from Florida and, and people travel from Florida to Massachusetts quite frequently goes up to Massachusetts and then someone from Massachusetts goes to New York? Um, we'll all have Nick a virus party. I'm sorry, Nirka? We'll all have a virus party. This is this is a this is a situation that came from event two oh one, which it was organized. The organization organized it so that there is lies behind it. And it's maxence of law that when it's brought from the beginning, it's brought all the way through. So all of this information that that we're hearing, I am not gonna believe it. I'm not okay. It's all so lies. So Nyurka believes And it doesn't make sense either. And this is why it will never make sense, because it's a lie. And it's been okay, organized so, to be a lie. So Nyurka, you believe strongly that this is a coordinated effort to control the population. And you oh, give me a look Fauci, that... Fauci, Fauci spoke about it. Fauci spoke about it. And he predicted it a few years back. What is he? Okay. Does he have a black ball? 
Yep. That he could tell the future? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> now I'm here. Okay. We cannot be talking about something that was organized with a lie. From, from the beginning, it's brought all the way through. Maxims of law. All right. So, um, if some of you can recall, I've mentioned, um, I know maybe I haven't mentioned on this show, but I've mentioned on my, web, on my webisode that when you take a human DNA, you take an animal DNA and put them together, you usually create diseases and viruses that aren't natural. I personally feel that HIV is something that is man-made. And there yeah. are um, rumblings and things being said um, that back up my statements. Kirk Adair, um, is it possible that a coordinated effort on a national level would have changed the outcome? Uh, what? The outcome of what? The, the disease? The disease was engineered. The whole thing has been engineered. So um, the trouble is the people that control the narrative, okay, that have the upper hand temporarily, you're talking about Fauci and Bricks, you know, they, they go on the media, they blah, 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 but they engineered the whole thing. They railroaded Trump three ways from Sunday, okay? The, the, uh, the whole thing was set, this whole thing has been set up since 2009 when they decided it's part of the, the agenda for population control, okay? Would you repeat that? Because Kirk, you cut it's off, Bill Gates, said population. It's going on, it's not a conspiracy, it's in your face, he's told you about it, okay? Fauci's, Fauci, is a, is, Fauci was responsible for the funding of the research for the coronavirus between bats and humans. It was genetically engineered, it was genetically engineered in Wuhan. It was genetically engineered there against the will of the American people and against the rules because he was doing it outside the country and Fauci was the one funneling the money to Wuhan. The woman who's in charge of the program has been in charge of researching bats and coronaviruses for 25 years. But Kirk Adair, did we not have a conversation about Canada and we were, and you had said that this was engineered in Canada and taken by someone who is Chinese to China. Did you not say that before? I did. I remember us that was one of the vials. But the thing was that the guy who was uh, arrested in Canada was also an associate of the professor from Harvard, and it was being taken to Wuhan to be further engineered. They, it's, okay. It's, so, they're all so let's the focus same. here. They're all in it together. And well, let's focus Gates. here for a second. And no one, Gates. no one is saying that the virus originated in Canada, but you just said no. that it was engineered in Canada and taken to China. Well, the first virus we're calling it the we're calling it the Chinese virus, the but it was engineered in Canada. Virus, the patent for that virus is Pure Bright. It's a British company, and it was taken from the UK to Harvard and further researched in Canada. It had to be done outside the United States. When it was discovered that it was going on in Canada, then they decided that they'd better get it totally out of anything to do with NORAD, anything to do with North America, so that it could be safely engineered in China, because that's where they were, the major area where they were funding it. The doctors were arrested. I'd like, I'd like you to hold there for a second. All of them, One second, please. All of the doctors arrested. Thank you, Kirk. Hold, hold for a moment. Hold for a moment, Kirk. Hold for a moment, please. Hold for a moment. I know I'm cutting you off. Hold for a moment. 
I, I'm I'm cutting you off because of the fact that we're 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 talking about North America. We're talking about Canada. I'm going to jump over to Nick Morganelli for a second. Nick Morganelli, you live in Massachusetts. You're originally from the metropolitan Boston area, and Kirk Adair has mentioned Harvard University. Um, I'd also like to add in that Robert Kennedy Jr., the son of Robert Kennedy, has also backed up a lot of the facts that Mr. Kirk Adair is speaking of, um, saying that, um, that this is a coordinated effort, that there, is, um, there, there are being things that are being put forth that, that, that are, are fraudulent to the American people. Uh, you're someone who, uh, one, one would say, you, you, you call yourself a Catholic conservative. I, am I correct in that? Sure, yes. Oh, okay. Is there anything in what he's saying that sounds, uh, that sounds like a, a conservative approach to you? Anything that sounds like a conservative approach. Um, yes. Robert well, Kennedy. Yeah, in in, in is, a way, yes, because um, so, the, you know, you could look at this as a conspiracy theory, but, I, you know, whenever I hear of something that is somewhat conspiracy theory or it's just full-fledged, it's out there on social media, it's out there in the news as a conspiracy theory, um, I always think there's probably some truth in that theory. There's, there's some truth in there. So what Kirk is saying, um, there's, there's likely some truth in it. I mean, I've heard that the coronavirus was uh, from, uh, you know, because of the, in Wuhan, because they have uh, the way they do their food and they have animals out, you know, at the marketplace and that kind of thing, that it's a bat virus. They call it a coronavirus is a, uh, that strain is from bats or whatever. Um, and the mon and the mad cow disease and monkey eating you know the Africans eating right. monkeys. You always hear these stories, right? And and the thing is, I, I have no doubt that I mean, for, first of all, the money trail is there. If you look, I mean, that's that's true that we funded um, this research, um, you know. So that's that's true. So, but the you know the um, uh, what I wanted to say about that is the. Uh, a coordinated effort, I, I don't know to what extent there would be a coordinated effort. It could have been that we're going to fund this research and we're looking into, uh, you know, it could be that, you know, they want to develop a, a vaccine for a SARS type of virus like this. Ooh, because there ooh, is, don't, hold on, hold on. How much money is there in that? Okay. Because if, if, the, if they wanted to do this research to find a vaccine for these type of viruses, that is kaching. There is billions and billions and billions of dollars at stake right there. So, so you're somebody. I think in a that's more of a potential that it that it is it is a, a money. It is it is following the money. Is somebody wants to become very wealthy, developing the vaccine. And I've heard Bill Gates' name thrown around, and he's the mm. one saying, "Until everyone gets vaccinated, you know, uh, then we're right. safe." So, okay, I, I think there's some truth to that. Okay, and I, and now, I think now it is somewhat now, of a conservative approach, yes. Now we know that Nyurka Encarnacion um, homeschools her daughter. Um, from what I understand, she is anti-vaccination. I am personally anti-vaccination. Um, Cherokee Black, I'm going to ask you about eugenics. Would you explain that to me? Because that seems to be part of the uh, that seems to be part of the narrative 
these days? Um, it, uh, I don't remember the details right now, but um, it, it goes back to the 19, um, I think 20s and 30s. Um, I forget the woman who was the head of it, but it, they started, they were, they were into sterilizing black women so that they couldn't um, procreate and um, it later became Planned Parenthood. And um, there were people like Gates and, and, and people like that that are still involved in that movement. It, it has to do with population control of a certain, of certain okay. people. Does that sound like pro-life to you? No. It's not pro-life. Hmm. Doesn't sound very Republican. Okay. Um, uh, I'd like to, before I, before I acquiesce well, to Sam. I, I have a state. question. What does Republican have to do with pro-life? Because I don't know how they, how they are connected. Well, the pro, well, uh, Republicans are the ones that are trying to abolish um, Roe versus Wade, where we have the option to have abortions if we're raped or we have, or we get impregnated from incest or whatever choices we have with our bodies. They're, they're the ones that are at the forefront of trying to eliminate that law. Okay, because um, Planned Parenthood is, is, they talk about pro-life, but they're the ones doing abortion. That's right. So that's that's what right. my confusion came. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead, um, Marquis, sorry for interrupting. That's okay, choice. that's okay. I, choice. Think, I, thank you f I thank you for asking the question. Um, Brian, this question is for you. Um, if you eliminate the department that is supposed to handle this thing, whether it's real or whether it's not real, people are in hospital beds for some reason. I don't understand um, myself. I'm not in the hospitals. I do know that when I personally went to get tested, there were restrictions. Um, if you cut the budget and you fire the staff, um, and Obama was so incompetent, um, you know, he was that he was voted in a second term. What? Uh, does it make sense to continue to blame him at this point in the game? You know, it sounds like the same argument they make with uh, increasing the military budget every year, that if you do something like that, then it's going to have a negative impact on your readiness. So it's kind of funny how when you're looking at health crises and you're taking things away that need to be there uh, as precautions, Hmm, maybe that might affect your readiness. What's being taken away at the moment? I'm, I'm not clear with that. So every year, you know, especially on the right, the military budget is always one, is probably the biggest budget that we have out there. It's always beefing up the military, beefing up the military. Even though we're not uh, going through a bunch of wars, everything's about beefing up, beefing up so that you're always ready. Well, what Trump's administration did, Sam, was is that uh, with the uh, health organizations, they started stripping things away. And really, and maybe this is just my opinion, but since we're throwing out conspiracy theories, um, anything with Obama's name on it means bad and it needs to go away. And it's going to do something to incite the base. So it was just stripped away. So these same groups that are uh, over uh, monitoring these things were not in place. That is going to have an effect on your readiness. No matter if you want to believe in it or not, when it starts to happen and you're trying to, you can't just start putting things together on the fly. You got to have things in place. Just like the whole argument about the cupboards being bare. My God, if I come into my home and my refrigerator been empty for three years and I ain't put nothing in it, it ain't the last person's fault. 
That's my uh, lack of readiness. So some things have to go to being prepared. You just can't wait for a moment to happen and then say, let's get ready, especially when there are uh, institutions in place to help you with that. But you just decide, oh, Obama said it was good, so it's bad, and you throw it out. Can't always look at stuff like that. But, you know, Samuel, my line of questioning is still one-sided. Well, Go ahead. I'm still, I'm still trying to understand the things that Obama, uh, that Trump took away from Obama. Because read, read, in, read, read, in, read, in, read in the notes. Read in the notes. Trump disbanded the NSC pandemic unit that most in, experts have praised March 2020, ABC News. You can't disband. NSC, uh, NSC is a National Security Council, right? These are so groups we're of. The, we're talking about the National Security Council pandemic unit. Right. Yes. So we're talking about we're talking about the National Security Council, but we still have a pandemic unit. We still have the so-called experts that are in place. Like maybe we agree or don't agree, but doesn't matter. We still have the doctor experts like Fauci and Burks and. No, they were called. They were called when this uh, fake uh, this this fake task force was uh, initiated to cover as a, a rally on TV. Uh, Fauci was not currently. I mean, he was at the center of infectious disease but the unit that you're speaking of was disbanded over a year ago. Right, that's true. And, and, when, and, when, Trump, and, when, and when April Ryan asked Trump about it, I'm sorry, Michelle Sender asked Trump about it, his response was, was, oh, you know, I ain't have nothing to do with that. You know, somebody else did that. And she had to remind him, well, those people work for you. Liz, I'm blame one of them. Cherokee, I didn't hear what you said. Please repeat that. I said, that's like the last emperor, blame one of them. Trump, <laughs> blame one of them. Like he never takes any responsibility for what he actually does. Even if it's his administration. You know? What do you want to say, Nick? Yeah. Nick? So, yeah, the, um, the, the um, Charles Johnson, the president of the International Safety Equipment Association, he, he said that after the swine flu in 2009, um, they, the Obama administration didn't replenish the N95 masks. There was a depleted supply. So, you know, if you had a swine flu and then you depleted and you didn't, you didn't, and, and who knows how that happened. Maybe, maybe the okay. Republicans didn't vote for it. Maybe it wasn't funded. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But he should have made sure that, or his, his team and the CDC team or whatever should have made sure that those were replenished. So there's, there's fault there. There's also fault right. in the Trump administration because if there was a depletion and, the, and I'm, I'm hearing that they told him, hey, we've got a depletion and we need to replenish. And he's like, ah, probably we're okay or whatever. But still, it's the team of people that he works with that, you know, where was Fauci? But he hires the best people. Why didn't Fauci say, we need masks two years ago? Why didn't he, he hires, say that? He hires the best people. And, and, and who's to say, Nick, that nobody said anything to him, but you know how Trump is. He makes decisions with his gut. People give him great advice all the time, and he turns the other way and says, no, I feel this way. So it's not necessarily that people aren't saying things to him. He doesn't always go with it. Most times or not, he goes on his own with his decisions. I, I'd, like, I'd like to, make a, uh, I'd like to make a clarification for the panel, Sam, before you uh, ask another question, because I know you're ready to. There's, <laughs> difference between a leader, there's a difference between a leader and a boss. Mm. Um, and most of us on this panel are entrepreneurs in our own right. A boss is someone that gives a directive. A leader is someone who sets an example so that others may follow that example. Uh, I am simply asking as the host of this show, where's the leadership? 
What, I'm what asking the, where where the leadership is. And I want to say that one of the one of the things that Trump did as a leader that mm -hmm. no one no one will recognize on the left is that he stood up there in front of the microphone during those press conferences and he spoke with hope and positive and even even in the face of this coronavirus he was saying look we're going to open the country it's going to be great the economy's going to come back and and you know he, somebody needs to be hopeful and need to but speak positive about it somebody but he was lying he was lying oh come on what, what's he lying about one second one second you can be, you can be, you can be ho you can be hopeful all you want but you need to have facts and stuff to back up that hope can we let see, nick finish his point please well, well, no, go ahead. The point was bullshit. I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty much done with my point. It's that you yeah. know that, that when when the when the uh, cases started coming down, and of course that's all related to testing anyway. But when the death rate didn't meet the even the forecast, I mean they forecasted so many deaths, and then it was like a tenth of that or whatever. So even when that happened, Trump was like, "All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna conquer this virus. We're gonna conquer this thing. We're gonna win. We're gonna win." That's his thing. And, and you know somebody's got to say that somebody's got to be positive. Why not? Exactly. I, I, I this virus. I'm really sick of it. Okay, so so Nyerka, you're you you wanted Nick to finish his statement, obviously because you felt that it needed to be heard. My question is: is how many of you have sprinklers in your home? Sprinklers. Yes. Have what in the okay. home? Nobody has a sprinkler in their home. I do. Yeah. I do. Yes. I Okay. How oh, many of you? So. How many of you have fire extinguishers in your home? That might do. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yep. That is called preparedness. That is called regardless of what happens. The law requires that you have a sprinkler and the extinguisher because a fire can happen at any moment. So the question here becomes. If you didn't have the sprinklers and the fire extinguisher in 2016, why did it take three years to replenish that? Hold on. That, that is still the question. Go ahead, Sam. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, it go, this goes to Brian's point when he was saying that you cannot blame the last person who left the refrigerator empty when you came home and you want to fill it up yourself. That's true, but everything has its place. For example, since we're talking about the administration having their place and being ready and being prepared. So I wasn't in the country, which is why I couldn't really speak on it. But after hearing Nick speak about the SARS and Obama administration going through all of those N95 masks, you would think that the Obama administration would have said, oh, snap, this shit could happen again. Let's right. get some more. Well, he actually said that, Samuel. He said that. He said that. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Because, sorry, bro. Because he did not do it, it was depleted. Now, I also see validity in what you're saying, Brian, when you're saying, you know, Trump should still get it done. It's been three years. Why not? But why aren't you guys giving any kind of credibility to the Obama administration for not replenishing? Yes, Trump could have done it. His, his team should have looked around and said, you know what, this shit could happen. We, we're deficient okay. here. We're deficient even, if, even, if we, even if I blame Obama but, flat out, Obama, what good is that going to do? It's only Obama one president at a time. Because Obama dealt with the situation and right. did not did not prepare for a second wave even. Okay. Okay. okay? I'm so going to clarify. Even, even so, even even so, Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States. We all agree on that. Means what? He, he he has been in office for three and a half years. 
Gotcha. You can't just keep going. When if I if we in a relationship, Sam, you can't keep going back to the past relationship that you had and condemning me for it. <laughs> Only saying this because you guys brought it up. That's no, why we I'm brought, no, we brought up Trump being ready yes. after three and a half years. My God, how long does it take to make masks? Brian, I, 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 I agree from with what you. I can see, I believe I'm, I'm getting a three-minute warning from production. Okay, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a tally up here. Um, it, 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 it is clear that what's happening in Florida is not necessarily what's happening in Massachusetts. What's happening in New York is not necessarily what's happening in Colorado, which is not necessarily what's happening in California. The bottom line is, is that when you live in a home nowadays, you never know when it's going to burn down, but you should always have a sprinkler and a fire extinguisher. The question is, do you blame the last residents who lived in the house before, or do you move in the house and make sure that there are exit signs and an extinguisher and a proper working um, system? I am going to, uh, sorry guys. Um, well, I, did, I, did, I didn't see that alert. So I believe Tuesday's subject, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, uh, check the notes for me. John Bolton, am I correct? No. Okay. Men hanging freeze, Aunt your mama. Oh, Lord have mercy. Ooh, we can't mess that one up now. Okay, now, people, I'm going to need you to tune in tomorrow. Men hanging in trees and the lynching trend. Uh, listen, y'all, I'm not making this up. This is Verbal Assault live stream. As you can hear, this conversation gets better and better and better. We thank you for tuning in. We ask, we are listener supported, so we ask that you contribute via one of the anchor platforms, Patreon or Twitch. Give as much as you like, but don't keep listening to our program and not contribute something because that means that you just want us to dissolve into nothingness. And we know you like listening to us. I'm your host, Marky Devereaux. I want to thank my co-host, Mr. Samuel Kachira. We look forward to having you tomorrow on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Every day fly, fast take pictures, count more money, more money, that's the mission.